ought to take about 30 seconds and let your praise go up, 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 a little bit higher tonight. Come on, I'm going to praise him a little bit higher tonight. Woo! Hey, come on. Somebody open up your mouth and give God a shout of praise. Uh, one, two, three, dance in this place. Uh, hey! 
everything that's going down. Everything that's going down is coming.
some of you might not understand this uh, but there's some of us that have been in some battles uh, and we understand uh, that the weapons uh, of our warfare uh, are not carnal uh, but they're mighty uh, through God uh, to the pulling down uh, of strongholds uh, casting down imagination and every high thing that exalteth uh, it's uh, when I lift my hands uh, I'm doing war baby uh, when I run the aisles uh, I'm doing war baby uh, when I dance around uh, I'm doing war in the If somebody's looking at you funny, uh, tell them, excuse me, baby, uh, while I stomp on the devil's head tonight. Oh, hold on a second. I got to do it again over here. Uh, let me stomp on the devil's head. Oh, you still want to wiggle around like you ain't got enough? Oh, you thought I was dancing to impress you. You got it all wrong tonight, baby. I'm getting my victory. I'm going up, 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 up tonight. One more time, send the praise up. One more time, send your worship. Push about eight people on the way to your seat uh, and tell them up, up, up. It's feeling dangerous in here tonight. It's feeling a little dangerous in here tonight, baby. Whoa. Feel like somebody came with expectation in your spirit tonight. Feels like somebody came believing God for an answer tonight. Feels like somebody walked in the building believing God tonight. I'm, I'm trying to move the service on. I'm trying to get to the next part of the service. Clap your hands one more time and give him praise tonight. Woo! Anybody just grateful to be in the house of the Lord on a Tuesday night? I'm glad I'm here and not stranded on the side of the road somewhere. 
I'm glad I'm here and not laying in the hospital bed tonight. Uh, I'm glad I'm here and I'm not six feet under tonight. Uh, I'm glad that I'm here and I'm not in the state hospital tonight. Uh, I'm glad I'm here and I'm not behind bars tonight. Uh, Clap your hands and help me welcome all of our guests that are in the building with us tonight. Uh, come on, we can do a little bit better than that. Make some noise uh, for all of our guests that are here tonight. Help me welcome everybody streaming online tonight. Come on, give them a hand. I encourage you, if you're in your living room tonight, kick those cute slippers off. Some of you know you're in your pajamas. And cut a rug in your house and give God the praise. <laughs> Maybe you're at your job. Just hold your finger up and go to the restroom. Close the door at your office and give God the glory. Amen. You can be seated for just a moment. So glad to have our guests with us. It is so wonderful to have Pastor and First Lady Kirk with us again tonight from Arkansas and their awesome family. Their sons are with us tonight. Would you help me one more time? Put your hands together and welcome them. He declared it, and I'll just second it since this is their second home. Just give them a great big hand clap. Welcome back home tonight. Such an honor to have them in the house of the Lord. And then what a special privilege tonight to have no stranger to this house all the way from Pueblo, Colorado. Brother and Sister Hicks in the house of the Lord tonight. Would you help me make some noise for them? Come on, show them some love. Brother Hicks, come and greet this congregation tonight. We love you. Praise the Lord, everybody. So good to be back at the Rock Church in Fort Myers. Amen. Good to be with our friends, Pastor and First Lady Williams. We love them. What great, great leadership God has blessed this church with. Amen. Amen. And, uh, of course, Isaac and Judah, known them their whole lives. Praise God. Amen. Congratulations, Brother Isaac. Amen. Sister Tiana. Amen. We're excited for them. I was thinking in the word of the Lord, in the book of Galatians, it says that we are the children of Abraham. And there was a promise given in the scripture to Abraham, and he said, you will be the lender and not the borrower, you will be above and not beneath, <laughs> you will be the head and not the tail, amen, I just feel like telling somebody every promise, every prophecy that God has given to you, it's going to come to pass, God is going to fulfill it, just hold on a little bit longer. You're going to see the hand of the Lord move in your situation. If you believe that tonight, let's give him a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Somebody that believes that ought to go ahead and put your hands together and shout with shout of faith tonight. Hey, 
every promise is mine. Whoa! My God, stand to your feet all over this house as we prepare for the word of the Lord in this place. Was anybody blessed by what God did in this sanctuary on Sunday? I'm telling you, if you were not here, you absolutely missed it. I'm telling you, Sunday morning, the floor was packed. You couldn't find a seat uh, in the building on Sunday morning. And when the Lord finished in this place, William was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Then Brianna was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. Several more received the Holy Ghost in the altars on Sunday morning. And I think we have another one scheduled to be baptized tonight, if I understand correctly. Let's give God some praise for what he's done this week already. Amen. God did all kind of stuff this weekend, including adding Brother Phillips to our roster of speakers for Impact 2023. (laughs) But before Impact 2023 gets here, he's got a word for this house tonight. And I don't know about you, but I've been waiting all day long uh, to get into the presence of God. Uh, I've been excited with anticipation uh, about what God has for us. Uh, I need somebody right now to put your hands together uh, and start to mix your faith uh, with the word of the Lord that's about to come forth. Uh, Come on, put your hands together and give God a shout of praise uh, as our evangelist comes tonight. Come on, Brother Phillips. I wonder if somebody would make it louder than loud now. Come on, if God's been good to you on a Tuesday, why don't you just lift your voice one more time with a shout of praise. Amen, amen. Isn't it great to be in God's house on a Tuesday night with the people of God? Amen. I will tell you that in the modern world of church, most people come uh, to midweek Bible study to eat a donut and discuss politics, but thank God that you're in an apostolic church tonight, but we're not here to eat donuts, we're here to have a move of the Holy Ghost, and you can get a miracle even on a Tuesday night, somebody's life can be put back together on a Tuesday night, somebody could get healed of cancer. Somebody could get healed from diabetes. Somebody, you you could be having chaos in your mind. But right now, the word of the Lord can go forth and God can speak peace into your troubled mind. Thank God he's not just a God of Sunday night, but he's a God of Monday night and Tuesday night and Wednesday night and Thursday. You make up a day of the week and whatever day you could choose to call it, he'll be God over that too. Amen, amen, amen. Joshua chapter 13, verse 1. Again, I want to say how honored I am to be with you here. I feel as if uh, God has just connected this for a long time ago, and we're just now plugging in. And uh, Brother Cornelius Williams, he called me before I got here. He said, man, you and them rock churches, when y'all start getting together, he said, bad to the bone stuff happens. I said, hey, I'll tell you what, it wouldn't surprise me if we just 
start something right now that by the time it's over, we build a new building and just blowing this roof off. Say, well, you know, I, I've heard preachers say, I've heard evangelists say it. Well, I don't bring revival in my suitcase. Well, I'm going to tell you, I did. I take revival with me everywhere I go. When I get up in the morning, I'm having revival. There's seven people that believe what I just said. The rest of y'all just sitting there kind of cute. I said, when you get up in the morning, you ought to be having revival. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Joshua chapter 13, verse 1. This is a place where God's people have. And Okay, let me just put it like this. If you wasn't here Sunday night, all of this ain't going to make sense. That's why you got to show up to church on Sunday night. Because you never know what you're going to miss. But if you weren't here Sunday night, we talked about crossing over into Jordan. We'll just set a very, oh, crossing over Jordan into the promised land. And we, we dealt with an analogy that said the promised land is heaven uh, from the context of scripture. So Canaan would be heaven. And of course, we came to a conclusion rather quickly that that is not the case. However, that is a place of dominion and authority and revival and blessing that God has for us here. Amen. So again, we don't have to wait till the milk and we get to the land over yonder in heaven to eat milk and honey and live in a house that we didn't build. But that's for us here. And after they have moved into their new homes that the devil built, after they have driven out the inhabitants of the land, the Bible reads like this. Now Joshua was old and stricken in years. And the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years. Well, that's deep, isn't it? You know you're old when even God say you're old. <laughs> and, but after that comma, there is a statement that I feel that the Lord has laid upon my heart to preach to this congregation as a matter of fact, it's been almost a year ago that God gave me this message and he told me that this message was for five churches. I may never preach this again after tonight. I don't know. But he told me it was for five churches. I have already preached it at four of the five. The Rock Church of Fort Myers being the fifth church that God spoke to me about. And so this statement, if, it's, if it means anything to you, God spoke it to you and four other churches. And so I came with a personal word tonight for the Rock Church of Fort Myers. Just simply the words of the Lord to Joshua, he said, and there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. I want to talk to us tonight just for a few moments on the simple thought, yet very much land. Yet very much land. Come on, would you lift your hands with me right now and lift your voice and ask the Lord to move in this house. God, we love you. We praise you. We worship you. Come on, don't leave me by myself. Lift your voice. God, we need you right now. We need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. We need you to have your way. We need you to set down in this place like a rushing mighty wind. 
Oh, God, we believe you right now to do miracles, signs, and wonders. For, God, you said that they would follow them that believe, and I just know that there's some believers that are in this house tonight that are eager to see miracles, signs, and wonders. God, if nobody else wants them, we want them in Fort Myers. If nobody else wants to see miracles, we want to see miracles. Nobody else wants to break through. God, we want to break through. We ask you to do it in this house on this night. In Jesus' name we pray. Everyone give the Lord another hand clap of praise and just go ahead and make it loud. I wonder if you can lift your voice a little bit higher. God, I know you're clapping your hands, but can you lift your voice just a little bit higher? Oh, thank you, Jesus. In the name of the Lord, amen. You may be seated. Just don't sit down on the Holy Ghost. Amen. In the context of Numbers, or Joshua, rather, chapter, I'm, I'm still hung up in Numbers, y'all forgive me. Joshua chapter 13, it is not a place that you would like to go, sit down and take a picnic. Joshua chapter 13 is not, uh, when we read this, we find that Joshua is an old man, yet Joshua chapter 13 is not the visual of a spiritual retirement home, because just in case you're wondering, those don't exist. You don't ever retire from this stuff. This is, you have to stay in the fight. And, and so the setting of our text is not just about a man. It's not a man that's just a leader. He's not just a strategist for the army of Israel, but Joshua is a warrior. He is a warrior to the point to where that an angel of the Lord, the angel of the God that he served would come down and reveal himself to Joshua and Joshua would pull a sword on an angel and say, who are you for, us or them? He's so ready to fight that when the angels show up, he's ready to swing at them. He, he's, he, you know what, and this isn't where I'm going by any means, but it, it blows my mind the amount of people that when they come to church, they got that testimony in reverse. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Boy, when I was in the world, ain't nobody messing with me. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. I can feel it. When I was in the world, no, you wouldn't look cross-eyed at me across the table. I walked in the room and everybody got nervous. But what's funny is you'll come to church and let the devil walk all over you. And from Sunday to Tuesday, you can't hardly keep the victory because you don't know the trouble I've seen. And you want another counseling session and you want to go back and say, preacher, you need to walk me through this again. I wish you would go back to the days you was in the bar room and get that same kind of grit on the inside of you and say, I might shout on Sunday, but devil, I'll cut your head off on Monday. I ain't even a little bit scared. I'm a worshiper, but baby, I'm a warrior too. I'm anointed to walk into hell's territory and tear up Jack. I'm anointed to tear down hell's kingdom. 
Hallelujah. So Joshua, he's, he's got that attitude. He's not a pushover. He's not a crybaby. He, he, he's, he, but he's a man of war. He was the one that would push the envelope and say, let's cross over Jordan. He was the one that when they conquered Jericho that would say, let's go to Ai. And if you read your Bible, Pastor Williams, he didn't just say, let's go to Ai. He said, let's go up to Ai. And what's funny about that to me is Ai was actually down from where Jericho was. But he had an attitude that said, I'm not staying down. I'm going up to the next level. Even when I'm looking down, I'm still going up. Even when I'm feeling down, I'm, now Lord help me Jesus, I'm trying not to chase these rabbits, but they just keep getting in front of me. Even when I'm feeling down, I'm going to go up because I know that the higher I go, the more the enemy gets under my feet. Hallelujah. And so this is the attitude of Joshua. And I pray tonight, I understand this is a victorious church. This is a church that walks in dominion. But I, my prayer is that after Sunday night, somebody that's been sitting on the outskirts of victory would get on board with the body and say, you know what, I'm not going to live in defeat anymore, but I'm going to live in victory in the Holy Ghost. I'm, I'm not going to live depressed, but I'm going to live with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Why? Because I got the Holy Ghost. And so this is the setting, this is the place where God begins to speak to Joshua after the battles have been fought, after the new building had been built, after two or three years of 150 to 200 souls coming in at a time, after miracles, after signs, after wonders, after new land, after new territory, after walking in dominion, revival like he had never seen before, to the extent that if Joshua thought about it, God would give it to him. They're living in so much promise and so much, uh, the, the, just the blessings of God. They don't have anywhere to put it all. They had to tear down storehouses to build bigger storehouses. They're living in houses they didn't build. Vineyards they didn't plant. That's what they're eating from. They're in the land that flows with milk and honey. And God says, Joshua, that ain't enough. See, I come to challenge you tonight uh, because it's a good thing that you know how to re have revival. Uh, it's a great thing you know how to pray people through. Uh, thank God you know how to shout and pick them up and put them down. Uh, thank God you know how to dance uh, when it's time to dance. Uh, but I'm here to tell you tonight uh, that revival as usual is not enough. Uh, that just having a little breakthrough every now and again uh, is not enough. Uh, coming to church on Sunday night uh, and dancing uh, is not enough. Uh, but God send me to tell you uh, that 
there is yet more land. It's not time to sit back in your Pentecostal lazy boy and experience the blessings of God. It's not time to kick it into cruise control and say we'll occupy until it comes. But honey, I come to tell you on a Tuesday night, put the pedal to the metal, baby. Thank God for victory you've had, but it's there's more for you to have. You've had revival, but there's more revival for you to have. Let's be honest. I, I, I'm going to take all the, all the charades down tonight. Revival's hard work. It ain't easy. Because I don't care how much Holy Ghost you got, you can't just lift your hands and become a miracle magnet. It don't just fall in your lap. God, I'm trying not to preach all of this, but I'm, oh, help me, Lord. That's not how this stuff goes. But revival's hard work. Revival takes dedication. Revival takes money. Revival takes effort. Revival takes people that are sold out. And and so because we understand all of this, it's easy sometimes to give in to a spirit of, if you'll allow me to just put it this way, it's spiritual lethargy. Well, it's Tuesday night. So I shouldn't have to shout so hard because I did on Sunday night. It's, it's Tuesday night, so I shouldn't have to be in the press like this. There's yet more land. I'm, tell, I'm telling somebody tonight that there needs to be an urgency in your spirit that every time you come to church, you're reaching for every inch that you can grab. Because let me tell you something, there's more land than you can ever Well, we got a big church. That's enough. No, it's never enough. Because when you fill this one up and build the new one, we need to start daughter works. We need need to start having revival in daughter cities because it's not the will of God for us to just sit here in the promised land and thank God for what he's done. But there's yet very much more land. And, And so God begins to talk to Joshua, and we begin to read through the book of, of Joshua chapter 13. Firstly, he tells them that he wants them to partake and uh, have dominion over the border of all the Philistines. Now you have to understand that the Philistines are notorious for keeping Israel in a battle. We can see it very clearly in David's life. Every time it, it, it precedes David. It's not just when David gets on the scene. It's way before David ever showed up. But David's a, a very prime example because we have a little bit of a bigger view into his life. Every time David turns around, the Philistines are doing their best to get him off his A-game. And, and so in a sense, the Philistines are a type of spiritual distractions. Everyone say distractions. 
Oh, y'all thought I was just going to make you shout tonight. No, I come to preach to you because there'd be a lot of people that could, if we could get everybody to the front line and we could get everybody to push, we could get a lot further. But the truth of the matter is, even in a revival church, there's people that'll get distracted. And I want you to understand the reason that the Philistines want to distract you is because eventually they are the people that would steal the Ark of the Covenant, which was a representation of the glory of God. And so the devil said, if it worked then, it'll work now. So he tries to distract you because he knows if he can get you distracted, then he can steal your glory away. He knows if he can distract you when you should be able to enter into times when the glory of God should fall on you, that those times will become fewer and farther between. Why? Because you lost the Holy Ghost? No. Why? Because you sinned? No. Just simply because you were distracted that's why the writer of Hebrews would write therefore we are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses so let us lay aside every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us and a lot of times we'll fall into trap as Christians as apostolics and we'll try to debate is it a weight or is it a sin I've come to tell you it doesn't matter if it's a weight or it's a sin because the Bible said lay them both down Well, preacher, I don't think you got any Bible to back that up. I don't think, pastor, you should be able to preach against that because you don't have scripture in verse. It might not be a sin, friend, but it might be a distraction or a weight that's keeping you from entering into the glory of God. You could have been powerful. You could have been dynamic, but you got distracted and you missed your moment of the glory. Say, preacher, why are you preaching this? Because I'm telling you, there's future pastors. There's future evangelists. There's future Sunday school teachers. There's future street ministry directors that are sitting on these pews. And the devil wants to steal your ministry. But he knows he doesn't have to take your ministry as long as you're distracted. Because when you're distracted, you miss your moment of destiny. He don't have to get you to sin if you're not moving forward. Well, I'm not struggling with alcohol and I'm not struggling with adultery and I'm not struggling with drugs and I'm not struggling with immorality. No, but are you praying every day? I know you're not sinning, but are you stagnant? That's the question. Because you can go to hell for being stagnant just like you can for being a sinner. And so I've come to preach to somebody today that God ordained for you to hold the land, hold the borders of the Philistines because he wants to let his glory fall in this house. And he don't want you to be distracted when the glory falls. Jacob has a vision and he wakes up from the vision and he says, surely the Lord was in this place and I knew it not. I wonder, Pastor Williams, if that was because he was so focused on what was going on between him and Esau. 
that God put a vision right in front of him and he missed the miraculous. And so what happens? He spends 14 years wandering around and working for his uncle when he could have been living in the miraculous, but he missed it because of distraction. Can I... There's a whole spiritual concept to this that I don't have time to preach tonight. And so, uh, again, just just bear with me and trust me. And if you don't trust me, study your Bible. I tell you what, study your Bible anyway and figure it out. But if I had time tonight to sit down and, and take about two hours, we could talk from Genesis to Revelation about the window of opportunity. Ezekiel saw it like a wheel and can I tell you that there is a opportunity within this wheel when it's turning that you can step into it and sometimes when you miss that opportunity it could be 10 to 20 years before it comes back around preacher why are you preaching with an urgency because I don't want you to miss your moment because the truth of the matter is is we don't have 10 years for you to catch it coming back around again we don't have 10 years for you to step back into that season. You've got to get it right now because the coming of the Lord is short at hand and you don't have time to be distracted. Can can we put Joshua 13 and 2? Let's just look at it up there. I think it's 2. It may be 3. Joshua 13 and 2. This is the land that remaineth. Now, watch this. All the borders. Everyone shout borders. Of the Philistines and Geshuri. Now, now this is important. God says, I don't want you to just occupy the land. I want you to occupy the border. So why is the border so important? Because then you control what comes in and what goes out. You can't do that in here, devil. We're not going to be distracted because we don't just own the land. We own the border. And, and so when, when you understand what God is doing here to the Israelites, it's easy to move on down through. God says, I don't just want you to, to hold and to control the borders of distraction, but I want you to hold and, and control the borders of Geshuri. Geshuri was on the northeastern side of Israel, and the origin of the word Geshuri means to build or join a bridge by its very definition in the raw, in the original Hebrew It is known as the portal of the stronghold. God said it's not, here, we're fixing to deal with some spiritual warfare stuff right here. It's not enough for you to just own Fort Myers. It's not enough. Because there's a spiritual connection to Florida where spirits come in and out. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, there's spirits that come in and out from all over the country and they come through Florida. All of these spirits of witchcraft that come against you. You want to know why you fight so much witchcraft? It's because you're standing at the border. You're the key that's into the United States of America. And so the spirits of witchcraft, some of them coming from foreign countries, some of them having their origins here are fighting the rock church in Fort Myers. You want to know why? Because it doesn't want you controlling the portal of the strongholds because he that holds the border controls what goes in and what comes out. 
Do you realize, Fort Myers, that God placed you here as a protection to part of the United States of America spiritually, and he puts you in as a wall, y'all ain't hearing me, as a wall of defense, and he said, Rock Church, Pastor Williams, you control this portal. You control what comes in and what goes out. That's why you better pray every day for the watchman on the wall, because he's holding back spiritual things that are trying to make their way into your life. He's holding back strongholds from controlling your family. Anytime, anytime you've seen the Philistine, this was a Philistine stronghold. Geshuri was a Philistine stronghold and God called it out in particularly because it's not enough to own the land of the Geshuriites. I want it so that every demon that walks into Florida through the Gulf or through the Caribbean has to come through the Rock Church. Say, preacher, you mean you want us to fight all that demonic force? No, I want you to control all that demonic force. Hey, I never told you it was going to be easy to go into new land, but God called you to hold up the standard, to stand up the border, to protect what's coming in and going out. I'm telling you that God, God, God's been dealing with me about this. I mean, God's been eating me up with this for a year. I've had to deal with this burden for a year. Thanks. It's all y'all's fault. But there, there, there is, I, I really do believe that there is a place of dominion that God is calling this church to walk in. To where when something begins to happen in the southeast, that the Rock Church can begin to collectively pray and fast and things start shifting. Say, so, well, why is that important to me? It's very important to you because there's, there's uh there's all kind of home missionaries that are in the state of Florida. And you know what they need? They need the protection of the rock. You might not even know the pastor. You might not even know the congregation. But when you come together and you lock arm in arm with your preacher and say, Pastor, if you're not letting it in, I'm not letting it in. And if you're, you're going to tell it it has to go, I'm going to have to tell it it has to go. And when you have revival here, it opens the portal for revival throughout the state of Florida. I'm telling you there's strongholds that are broken right here and when they're broken here they're broken in a home missionary's church with only 10 people and he don't know what he's fighting but all of a sudden he feels a release and he feels a lift in his spirit you know what happened the rock church stepped in let's read through this let's go to verse 3 let's look at this together can can y'all just keep that up there that way we can just kind of preach from it and look at it and every now and again, that'd be awesome. From Sihor, which is before Egypt, found the word Sihor in its origin, not in its primitive way, but if you go to the root of the word Sihor, it literally means darkness. God says, Rock Church, hear me, I got a prophetic word for you. I want you controlling the borders of darkness. 
Why? From Sihor, which is before Egypt, hear me, even into the borders of Ekron. Everyone say Ekron. Now, Ekron from Sihor to Ekron. It's, it's intriguing to me that when God speaks to him, he, he tells him, uh, he tells him, you, you control the Philistines, the borders of the Philistines, and you, you get Geshiri. But when he begins to talk about this, he gives certain landmarks. He says, from Ekron, all the, or from Sihor to Ekron. The word Ekron or Akar means to pull up or eradicate. It was a place, it's as if, in the picture here, there's a story rather to the word is like you've planted a good field. And in the darkness, you can read Bible stories about this, somebody came in and they tore up your field that should be productive. You know why I want you to control from Sihar to Ekron? Because when you control the darkness, you don't give the enemy a place to hide. The picture graph of Ekron, the picture graph of Ekron in the ancient Hebrew, Pastor Williams, is to be hamstringed. And so, again, it tells the story of an animal that would get in the shadow of the trees or Sihor, darkness. And he would wait until some weak soul came through. And in the moment of least suspicion, Ekron would hamstring you. It's a spirit that says, I'll come from behind and I'll get the weak. That's why God said you've got to control the borders because there's some people that can't protect themselves. They need you to protect them. It's, come here, brother. Come here, brother. It, it's the same picture of Jonathan and his armor bearer. Turn around. And the Bible says that when Jonathan and his armor bearer went up into the battle, that they turned back to back. You can't get him because you got to go through me first. My brother may be weak, but you're not getting him. And I may have a season that I get weak, but you're not getting me because we're in this together. And I got a sword, and he's got a sword. And as long as we're fighting together, we're going to make it. You know what that is? We're controlling the borders of Ekron and Sihor to where the spirits of darkness have nowhere to hide. I would to God. I'm telling you, I've been preaching this all over the country. This, this, this is something that God's just been eating me up with. But I believe the closer we get to the return of the Lord, the more we're going to see people coming into the house of God that are dealing with demon, uh, that are dealing with demon possession. And you know what's going to have to happen? Uh, they're going to have to come into a place uh, where the darkness can't abide. Uh, they're going to have to come into a place uh, where people are controlling the borders uh, of darkness uh, to where when the spirit comes in and knows, I can't stop. Stay here. I can't. I can't remain here. This is a place of victory. This is a place. Come on, somebody. This is a place of deliverance. This is a place where they can be set free by the power and the authority of the Holy Ghost. 
Let me tell you something. If you're fighting with demons in your mind, I don't care if you're in this place tonight or you're listening online. If you're fighting with demons in your mind telling you you can never break free, let me tell you a little Bible story about a man that had a legion of demons. Over 2,000 demons couldn't stop him from getting to the feet of Jesus. And if over 2,000 demons couldn't stop him, I don't care how many you got, they can't stop you either. This is a place of victory. This is a place where you can get delivered. I don't care if you're addicted to drugs. You can find deliverance at the Rock Church. If If you're addicted to alcohol, you can find deliverance at the Rock Church. If you're addicted to immoral things, you can find deliverance at the Rock Church. This is a house of deliverance. This is a house where somebody is controlled Rolling the borders of darkness. It's not enough. It's not enough for you to get delivered. You got to create an atmosphere where somebody else can get delivered. It's not enough for you to get a breakthrough. You've got to create a... You've got to create the atmosphere. You've got to control the borders uh, so that somebody else can get a breakthrough. Somebody else can find deliverance. Uh, come on, this ain't your foreign no more, baby. Uh, this is to whomsoever will. And God's wanting to use your testimony uh, and the dominion uh, that he gave you uh, to open up the door for somebody else uh, to be saved in this house. I just feel this in the house right now. I wish every saint of God that's got the Holy Ghost would lift their hands and begin to pray over the spirits of darkness that light would be given. Come on, I wish you'd call out a street name in Fort Myers right now and begin to open up and pray that the light of God would begin to flow in the from city limit to city limit and beyond. Darkness, you got to go in the name of Jesus. You must flee in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, take your dominion. Take your authority. Come on, I got 10 more pages I can preach, but I just feel right now somebody needs to do a little spiritual warfare and pull out your sword of the spirit and begin to cast out darkness, begin to cast out depression, begin to cast out the spirits of Ekron that want to take people down from behind.
Come on, I wish somebody would get like that old mother and start praying, saying the blood of Jesus is against you. Darkness, the blood of Jesus is against you. Come on, come on. Addiction, the blood of Jesus is against you. Poverty, the blood of Jesus is against you. Mental health, you got to come up and you're not going down because the blood of Jesus is against every spirit of suicide. The blood of Jesus is against every spirit of low self-esteem. The blood of Jesus is against every spirit of inferiority. Come on, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. Pastor Williams, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, I just seen a vision and your hands were glowing like fire and God said every saint of God that links up with your hands is going to have that glow in their hands and when they lay hands on the demoniac, they're going to be delivered. When they lay hands on the sick, they're going to be healed. God is putting power in your hands to come against the spirits of this city, of this county, of this state. Do it, God, in Jesus. There's a spirit from hell that's been coming against First Lady's mind, but it's leaving right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' Her health's not going to go down. Her health's going to go up. Her health's not going down. Her health is going up. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Devil, you couldn't get to pastor, so you went to first lady but I've come to tell you tonight you're gonna leave you're gonna leave you're gonna leave peace in the name of Jesus Christ peace in the name of Jesus Christ yeah 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 Hey, 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 as the oil ran down from Aaron, down to his sons, let it run down tonight. As dominion ran down, let it run down tonight.
Yeah, yeah. Come on, Rock Church. That's it. That's it. That's it. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Don't just pray. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Don't you take don't you take this lightly. There's impartation that's happening right now. There's empowering uh, that's happening right now. Come on, the anointing's running down from Aaron to his sons. Uh, the anointing's coming from the head down. Uh, anointing to cast out demons. Uh, anointing to speak those things uh, that are not as though they were. Uh, anointing to prophesy uh, the things which are impossible and see them come to pass. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. Come on, I wish somebody right now get a hold of some stuff and take it from the devil. Come on, take it from the spirits of darkness. Take it out of the hands of distraction. Come on, we don't need to be distracted right now. Come on. Don't, don't, don't you dare be thinking about what you're going to do after church. Right now's the time to plug in. Come on, right now's the time to be plugging in. Come on, I feel some stuff lifting right now. I feel some stuff breaking right now. Rombo sanderi anda rombo correra basi ando rondo boye hi anda la bo rondo bo si ki anda la bahaya hende la bo rondo bo si ki ti anda la bo rondo hende baba sotoro bo koto. 
Just make noise, make noise. Ooh, you hear that devil? That's the sound of an apostolic church that's walking in the dominion that God has called them to walk in. That's the sound of an apostolic church that didn't came to that didn't come to play games, but they came to take over. Come on, that's the sound of an apostolic church that suffered violence, but the violence take it by force. Come on, we're going into the highways and the byways, and we're taking it by force. We're walking down our streets, and we're taking it by force. Come on, there's yet much land to be possessed. There's yet much land for you to occupy. There's a border for you to control. There's a border for you to stand at and decide what comes in and what goes out. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to finish this, but I do have one point I want to make right now. God said, I want you to control the borders. I want you to control the borders of Aphek. I think it's in verse 5. He says, I want you to control the borders of Aphek. And Aphek in one, in one word could be to contain. There is a spirit. Hear me. There's a spirit that has itself attached to the ankle of some of the people in this church. And you're gonna recognize it when I begin to tell you what it's doing to you. And you're gonna be able to say, that's me. And if that's you, I want you to just begin to lift your hands and pray, it's gonna be broken here tonight. But this spirit that wants to contain, it's like a chain and it has itself attached to your ankle and it will let you get so far before it catches you and pulls you back. It's containing your prayer life. And so you pray five or six days consistently and the next week you only get two. Catches you by the heel. And so you get victory for three or four weeks in a row and then boom. But in the name of Jesus, I'll take dominion over the spirit of Aphek that wants to contain and put a lid on the forward progress of the saints of the Rock Church of Fort Myers. In the name of Jesus, I plead the blood against the spirit from hell that would put the people's mind in a box that says you can only go so far I command in the name of Jesus the saint to be loose right now. Be loose right now. Be loose right now from containment. Be loose right now from containment. The chains are breaking off of you. The fetters are being destroyed off of you. Come on, you haven't had freedom in your mind, but you're about to get freedom in your mind. You're about to have peace in the Holy Ghost. Aphex walls are coming down. Aphex borders belong to us in the name.
name of Jesus Christ. Come on, I wish you'd lift your hands as high as you can and just begin to proclaim deliverance. Begin to proclaim. Come on, those things that are not as though they are. I wish you'd act like you're already living in Canaan land right now. I wish you'd act like the promises already happened right now. I wish you'd walk with your head up and your shoulders back like Aphek has already been broken off of you. Like containment has been destroyed. there's dominion and authority in this house don't you leave don't you leave with that problem don't you leave in that bondage come on there's a power of the Holy Ghost that came tonight to break the chains off of your mind to destroy the bands around your soul I feel like saying, telling you this from the Holy Ghost. The reason you haven't been able to move forward, I just, Pastor Williams, I hope this is okay. We just flow in the Holy Ghost right now. The reason you haven't been able to break free is because you've been damaged in your spirit. But I'm going to tell you what I feel right now. I feel like the hand of God is here tonight to work and all those broken, wounded places that have been holding you back. I'm talking to people that have been in church for five, ten years right now. Every time you almost get broke free, that, that old memory comes up, that old pain, that old bitterness starts rolling itself back up. 
And you think, well, preacher, I went to the church and I shouted and I, I still didn't get victory. Well, let me tell you something. Sometimes you don't need to shout. Sometimes you need surgery. Some, sometimes you, you, you need to lay on the operating table and let God go in. And the deal about this, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to deal with this right here. The deal about letting God do surgeries, and unfortunately, God doesn't use anesthetic. And so in order to get the healing you, have to, you want and you need, you have to relive that pain as God cuts you open. It'd be a lot easier if he would just numb you, but that's not how God works. God doesn't work, God doesn't work around your pain. God works through your pain. And the reason God uses anesthetic when he starts dealing with emotional pain is because, believe it or not, that's where you find God. You don't always find, and I believe, believe it, I think y'all know by now, I believe in shout. But you don't always find him in the shout. Sometimes you find him in the surgery when he's ripping stuff out of you. I just feel like challenging somebody right now in the Holy Ghost. Pastor Williams, I hope this is all right. I feel like challenging somebody in the Holy Ghost right now. Lay yourself out on the table. Because this is what we'll do. When we're hurt, we build walls. Just what we do. Because if wall, then you can't hurt me again. But the issue with building walls towards people is when you build walls towards people, that same wall blocks out God. And now because I won't let people in, God can't get in either. And he didn't say he was going to bust down the door and heal you. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock. I want to go into those places you won't let anybody touch, but I'm not going to force my way in. I'm going to stand at the door and knock. No, God, you can't go there. That hurts too bad. That, that, that's too much. Well, if you want deliverance from the spirit of affect that's been holding you back, I'm just challenging you right now in the Holy Ghost. Move the table out from in front of the door. Scoot the dresser to the side. Take that big, that big lock you got, stick the key in it, unlock it, unwrap the 10 layers of chains that you got around it, and let God walk into that room in your heart where you were damaged and let him start. I'm, I know it's going to hurt because you're going to have to think about how bad they did you and they're still getting off scot-free. But I'm going to tell you something. If you can, you're, you're not going to get deliverance holding on to it and holding it over their head. The only way you get deliverance is letting it go. Only way you're coming, I know I'm not talking to everybody, but I'm talking to somebody. The only way you're going to get deliverance from AFAC and get out of this containment is if you just begin to pray until you, you let God come in and you let him heal. Come on, right now. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand and say, God, come into that place in my heart. I know I've kept you out. I know I've said you couldn't come in there, but you can come in and you can have your way because I want to move forward. I've still got more land to possess. I've I still got places that I need to walk in. Uh, there's a border that I'm not controlling. Uh, I can't control the borders uh, if I harbor unforgiveness. Uh, I can't control the borders uh, if I harbor bitterness. Uh, but if I let that go, uh, then I can be focused on the border and I 
not going to decide what comes in and what goes out. Come on, I wish you'd walk to the border right now and cast bitterness out of your land. Cast unforgiveness out of your land and let it know you are not welcome here anymore because I have more land that I have to possess and I can't possess it and be bitter at the same time. Come on, I don't care if it was your mama or your daddy. It might have been your preacher. It might have been your husband or your wife. I don't know who it is. I don't have to know who it is. I'm telling you, you can get free right now. You can get free from the spirits of Ekron, the spirits of Aphek, the spirits of distraction. You can get free tonight from Sihor. You can be free by the blood of the Lamb. Come on, pray in the Holy Ghost.